Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from Central Arkansas. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. And good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Okay. There you go. There There you go. go. Yeah, big big news on the basketball front, and I'm glad we got Matt Zimmerman with us for one more uh, show. And he can talk about that. It's opening day for Major League Baseball. And so I know your team, the Yankees, already won 5 to nothing. The Cardinals are down 4-1 to one in the second. I'm watching the Royals and the Twins, nothing, nothing in the fourth. And I'm watching the Orioles bat in the ninth, leading 10-7 to seven at Boston. And Adley Rushman, 5-for-5 five five today on opening day for the Orioles. How about all that? You probably got more stuff than that, too. Plus, we have Chris Turnage, and there's lots of NFL news to talk about later. And, Damon, if you would, get Matt Zimmerman on the line, please, sir. <laughs> I, I have Matt's numbers. Any of you to text it to him? Text it to Damon. Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Right. I'll do that. All right. I'm, I'm, I'll do that. I'm sitting here on hold, so to speak, so um, we'll get him on as quickly as possible. Mention Major League Baseball starting today, about noontime Central Time, and it will go throughout the evening. And for those of us that were able to, yes, get the MLB Network, we were able to watch some of our favorite teams, at least starting off the some season. Some of your favorite teams, your favorite team. Uh, okay, yeah, my favorite on, team. They my were favorite the first team. team on MLB Network uh, today. Yeah. Well, they had to be. You know, that's America's team. Right. Why? They, yeah. But they didn't win the World Series. The Astros are on ESPN tonight at 6. They won the World Series last year. I think that's traditional as the World Series winner is on the first opening day on ESPN. Why does ESPN get the privilege? Because they're paying for it, I guess? Yeah. Anything that MLB Network shows is the local telecast that they pick up. So they, they showed the Yankee telecast today. Brilliant idea. Just a brilliant idea. Well, that's just that's what they. No, no, no. I take that back. No, it was their th- showcase game. They did have their guys there. They did have their guys there. Matt Viscursion and uh, and uh, oh, uh, I can't believe Tom Verducci is from Sports Illustrated, and that they had their crew there today. Okay. That's yeah. That's right. That's okay. Um, okay. So I've texted Damon Matt's number, so we ought to get him on here. Today. I did not have the. Um, in fact, here he is right now. Let's just do it. Oh, he's ringing. Okay. We're not quite there. Well, you can tell the difference of uh, now being back in the studio. I mean, Damon and I, we just have a conversation. Y'all can just converse. Yeah. That's right. Hey, great? hey, what do you think about that, Damon? Amazing. All right. Amazing. You, did not, you did not touch upon that. I was about to jump into the SEC weekend probable pitching matchups. Okay. Great. But uh, you kind of touched on it, then you... Went on to something else. Well, actually, went on to Major League Baseball. That's and right. that that was the fact that we know now for a fact that Brandon Mitchell has declared for the NBA draft, University of Alabama. Earlier today, we found out that Nick Smith Jr. has formally announced for the NBA draft. And just, I'll, I'll say within the last 30 minutes, and maybe even less than that, we found out that uh, Trevin Brazil is coming back to Arkansas. Some major, major plus that was... I think some may have expected that. Yeah. Uh, some may not, just because 
before the injury, he was starting to move up the draft boards and uh, was moving into the first round if he went in the first round. Yeah, but that's right. Then after that injury, we know the rest of the story there. And I think now what we're waiting on is uh, what's going to happen with Anthony Black. Uh, that could be, who knows, how soon that is going to be announced. But I think that's going to be announced fairly quickly. Yeah, no reason to wait too long yeah. for him. I, I will say this. You know, for all the conversation we've had about Nick Smith Jr. this year, uh, pro and con, classy move to wait a week until after the year was over before he announced. Uh, I thought that was very good. I, you know, what you'd hate is be, hey, the team loses on Thursday and Friday declares. That, sure. So I'm, I'm glad that he waited a week. I thought that was nice. He talked about all the support that he got while he was here, which he certainly did. <laughs> and, uh, and so... Uh, and nothing wrong with that. That's right. So there was nothing wrong with that. And it's interesting that uh, the story showed three different uh, projections for him in the NBA draft. The highest, the best was sixth. The other two projections were 12th and 16th. The one that projected him 16th was out of the athletic and did, and did uh, say that um, he could move up if he, if like at some of these camps, you know, did a good job. So, but actually had him 16th. I don't think any of us will ever know how trying of a year this was for Nick Smith Jr. And let me let me say quickly, Damon, uh, Matt just missed your call, so if Damon, if you want to try him again, he's he's there. Uh, but I I don't think any of us can imagine what that young man went through this year. No. And uh, I know social media was not kind to him for a while, and uh, gosh, you know sometimes you. You have to ask, what did you really expect of a young man who suffered a severe injury enough that you know you could you could contemplate about shutting him down? Period, and then he comes out there and he's at least two months, if not longer, behind everyone that's been playing. He's trying to play catch up. I mean, I, I don't rehash all that, but I, I just I think when he said today, it's you know he wants to thank everybody for supporting him. I don't think that was tongue-in-cheek, but I just don't think we no, I don't truly think understand yeah. how difficult a year this has been on him. Right. I, I, I totally agree, but the point is that when you're that highly regarded and you miss that many games and nobody knows what the heck's going on, that's that's what caused any negative sure. speculation. Sure. And, and it wasn't all his fault. You know, the athletic department said nothing about him. Basketball said nothing about him. We we don't know. We don't know what the timeline is. Nobody knew what the injury was. So even though that might have been okay, and even though that might have been the right way to handle it, for fans, that was uh, that was not, not the right way. No, right? no, not in today's time where it's instant gratification. That's right. And where you want answers, and you want answers now. Yeah. That's and right. uh, you also expect our superstars to be able to bounce back immediately. All right, we are now joined by the Matt Zimmerman. Coach Z, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Man, good news today on one front, expected news on the other front with Nick Smith Jr., but, boy, posse step forward. You Do you have any influence over Devo? Maybe do any influence over Ricky Council? Well, those are obviously uh, big decisions, and yeah, no surprise with Nick, and uh, and no surprise with Trevin because he kind of acted like the, you know the last couple of months that he would be back. And what was really nice is once he got back in the in the flow of traveling with us, when he was back with the team, you know, and he'd be down shooting or you know in, during practice or getting a little work in on the side, you know, and I I visit with him a lot. He sounded just like a guy that was excited about next year and. And you can usually see when that's genuine. So not surprised with, with him, and that is obviously a huge recruit to get to keep a guy that's been here. And he's been, this will be, I know he didn't get to play in the SEC this season. It'll be his third year of college basketball, and he's been in the, at an SEC school for all three of those. That's big. And, you know, Ricky, I still think it's probably 50-50 on him, but he definitely could come back. And uh, Devo, you know, I don't have any insight on it, but I just – I mean, I'm like everybody else. I think we're all kind of leaning that he'll be back and uh, just looking forward to when he makes that decision. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that no more. Yeah, I think Devo will probably be back too. And, I, and I, don't you think with Brazil, 
had he had just a you know an injury that puts you out even for a month or two, he might go. But ACL, that's a long rehab on that, and I, I, no, I don't think anybody's going to take a chance at this point, uh, knowing that he might not even be ready for, or he might be ready for the season, but not even training camp next year. It is the yeah, and, and, and to say something else about what you're going with right there, Nick, uh, Rick, one thing with him is that he's in the middle of rehab now. The injury happened in December. We're, in, we're almost to April, and he's with our trainer, Matt Townsend, the doctors that have, that have done everything with him that are working with him still weekly coming through checking it's just easy for him in this in this rehab process coming back to stay here because these are the people he's been dealing with day in and day out i think about michael qualls who was working out for the lakers when he blew his knee out and when he had turned pro after his junior year and i'm not saying he was out on his own but it was different for him uh he was out in a city and then they were rehabbing him and he was not with the razorbacks and there was he wasn't on an NBA team either, so he didn't have that family, that team, making sure he could come back the right way. And I, I think that was tough on Michael, and uh, and I think that's really good for Trevor Brazil because he knows he wants to be here. Our team docs, uh, our trainer, all of our people taking care of you all the way up till we tip it off in, in October with exhibition games. Concerning the remainder of the roster, and I realize it is speculation but i've had a lot of friends ask me in particular about the mitchell twins do you got do you have any gut feel on the mitchell twins well it's kind of the same way with uh i i think that they'll be back i, I don't i just think that those guys will want to come back they, they bounced around they're at their third school um i think they're wanted here and so when you have two guys eating up two of your 13 scholarships and they've had success here, both of them, to their own degree. I, I think the coach would want them back, and uh, so I would. I would think they would be back. I don't think they want to go to their fourth school. Uh-huh. And now everyone can kind of get a waiver now. There's a lot of ways, but if you if you search for, you get one free transfer. And really, the only way that you can transfer again, usually guys that go to their third school, they have graduated, and so they go to year three after they've graduated from scholarship when they when they graduate from school two they go to school three and, and I don't know they're, where they're at but you know, they, no one has said they're about to graduate same with Jalen and so now it's got to be something that's worked out between the coaching staff and the, and the team and if, and if the team wants a player back I think most of the time a kid's going to go back unless he's graduating and he can do whatever he wants to do hmm. what about the the Three, four stars that didn't play a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Trey Dunning Jr. and Ford, right. Pinion. What, what do you think of their guy, those guys? Isn't that interesting, uh, Rick, that you got three guys kind of in the same boat, three great high school players, and they come to Arkansas, two of them from Arkansas, and there's been Arkansas teams they would have played a lot of minutes on. But this team, with all the talent and the depth on this team, they just really didn't get to play enough. And so it's a tough deal for them. I, my gut feeling is that all of them will, will want to come back. And then uh, obviously that's the meetings and conversations because it's a two-way street. Uh, they have to want to be here. And then the other side of the street is the staff has to want to be here, right? And so and, and hopefully all that meets together because those guys, they give you something. They all do something a little bit different, and they all have still have potential. They just finished their first year. They're not older kids. They're not 21, 22-year-olds. You know, Joseph had two games when he scored 13 points in SEC action. So he showed, hey, in an SEC game, I can do it. And so I think those guys, I've not heard anything that they were out of here. And I think that if they were going to be, they probably would have done it. I know it's just March the 30th, but there's a lot, hundreds of kids in the portal. And you don't wait around on the portal. If you're going to go, you jump in that water quick. And especially if you're at a certain level, if you hadn't done it yet at a high level in college, if you're a tremendous player and you've proved it, then you can wait till the middle of April to get it out there. But but if you hadn't done it, and those three, to me, would be guys that they would have to get in there if they were going to do it. The fact they that we're we are now, we got beat a week ago. Um, you know, they're still here and put themselves in the portal. I, I think that's a good sign. Now. Here's another thing that has nothing to do with those three. 
coach has always told me he was going to take three transfer. He said that in 2019 when he got here. And every time, he usually is like, I'm going to take three. Every year he's taking three or four transfers. So far we've taken none. And we had 12 that could come back. Kamani couldn't come back. And now Nick's already said he's gone. So that puts us at 11. We have signed two guys coming, right? So that puts us at 13. We're scratch. We're level. 13-13. We got so if he signs three, which he always has, that's going to put us at 16. How many guys got to go? Well, obviously that's three more guys. And so, uh, you know, somebody's not going to be back. That's exactly right. Well, well, number yeah. one, yeah, Anthony Black is going to leave. So that's that's right. one. And yep. uh, you would assume he is. That's one. Right. But then you're right. That leaves two more. <laughs> so yep. If yeah. he does indeed yeah. take three transfers. It's I don't want to be the odd always... man out, Coach. I don't want to be the odd man out. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, no one. Yeah, that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal, uh, Randy, for to be in, you know, for the staff, but for the players. You know, then you just got to hope that, that you can hang in there, you know, and uh, especially if you're like one of the Arkansas kids and you just really, really want to stay. You just want to stay so bad. It's a, it's a tough deal, you know, sweating that out a little bit. Well, Matt, that also brings up an interesting uh, question, then, about Jordan Walsh. Are we making yeah. the assumption that he's coming back? Right. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I, w- I would think so. And uh, I would think that he would be. You know, he just seems like a guy that kind of knows, hey, I was getting pretty good there at the stand. I was playing very well. My-, my stock's going up. And I think he likes playing college basketball. So I, I would be very surprised. Um, you know, to me, Ricky's 50-50. We don't know what Ricky's going to do yet for sure. But Jordan, I, to me, would be very surprising if he left. Um, and so I, I do think that he needs it. He needs to, you know, a lot of guys need it. You know, it wouldn't hurt Nick to come back another year. You know, a lot of people need that extra year of tough, yeah. hard-nosed oh, yeah. college basketball. But, uh, you know, you can't blame them either when you're looking at this kind of money. Right. So I understand it. But I think Jordan, really, I would be surprised if he wasn't playing for the Razorbacks this fall. I think you're right there, and, and you're right. Hey, yeah. Nick Smith Jr., I've said it on the air, he's not ready to play in the NBA, but he may be in two years, and somebody right. will draft him now to pay him uh, to prepare for those two years, thinking that yeah. they're better off training him than he would be at, in college basketball. So that's right. That's why, that's why he's got to go, even though it, it makes no sense. And yeah, it's it, it just... Black. You know, Black, Black. Now, Black yeah. may be more ready than than Smith, but it doesn't mean he's going to go up there and play twenty minutes a game. But right. some somebody's thinking within three years he's going to, and that's why they're going to draft him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like seeing Anthony, a lot of people think maybe Trailblazers, and they they could be a thing on the top ten. They kind of need need a player like him and can play the point. And if he goes there, he might have a chance to play a whole lot right off the bat. You know, if he goes. If he drops a little bit and goes to a better team, then he's, he's going to be coming off the bench and have a lot more limited minutes. Well, that's when you think about draft order and the teams that draft the highest. If Anthony Black truly is a top-ten pick and Nick Smith Jr. probably is close to that, then they're going right. to go to teams with needs. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that's, a, that's a benefit. You don't want to be drafted by the Bucks or you know somebody that's so good right now they don't need anybody right, right away. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's like the young guys last year went to the Magic. All those guys are playing tons of minutes, you know, and the Magic's not going to win the title. They were bad last year. They're a little better this year. And uh, but those little young guys are going to play a lot of minutes. So when the season ends, do you have an adrenaline loss, just like players <laughs> and coaches do? Yes, and I shouldn't. But I just I think because of 25 years of coaching and – I love the season so much that when it when it's over, you just have I don't care if it's middle school basketball, junior high, high school, junior college, you just have a void in your life. You put a lot into it. And the season ends, and you have four, five, six, seven days where you're just like almost in like a, not a state of shock. It's not that bad, but it's it's tough. You're just kind of yeah. like, what do I do? I'm out of my routine. We've been getting ready for the next game since, you know, the exhibition started in October. The real game started in November. It's bang, 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 and all of a sudden, it's just over with. And, uh, yeah, I definitely have a void. It's been uh, tough since last Thursday, and 
yesterday was kind of the first day. It kind of felt like I was kind of getting getting my legs back under me pretty good. And you got to drive on, you know. And uh, there's uh, it's tough on players, especially especially older guys like Kamani, you know. And he's been playing and organized basketball his whole life. Now he's he's done, you know. And he's got to figure out if he can go play overseas or whatever he can do. And it's it's tough on those guys like that. Gentlemen, let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Coach Z? Yes, sir. Coach Z, you know, when we lost to Duke last year. They said, go out and get big. Go out and recruit big guys. Uh, we got the right. Mitchell Twins, we got Brazil, and then this coming season, we got Bayfall coming in. So you got your big guys, if the, if the two twins stay. Uh, you got Landon Blocker coming in, you know, we got Devo coming back, possibly. Uh, we don't know what Rick is going to do. But then you go out and you recruit a little bit more. To me, the process of elimination, it doesn't look good for, you know, for the guys that are on the Darian Ford, Joseph, which he's a three-point shooter. We saw that. And then you got Harry Dunning. Where do these kids fall into that? Because you know coach is going to pick up some transfers to, to pick yeah. up on that shooting some, you know. So as a coach, you know, Coach, what do you tell these kids in the offseason, you know, whether they want to stay or go, and not that, you know, there's a better kid out there. But what do you tell these kids as a coach? You know, I don't want you to leave, but i got to do what a coach needs to do. I'm getting paid a lot of money. What do you tell these kids in the offseason? I'll get on for it. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Savage. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big-time question. I think all coaches do that different, Savage. I think some coaches will be like, hey, you know, you're going to play a part for us, whether it's next year or down the road. Stay with us. Hang in there with us. Keep working. you got to improve A, B, and C. You do this, you do D, E, and F pretty good, but you got to get better at this other stuff. And sometimes uh, now, especially with the portal, coaches will call them in and say, I don't think you're ever going to play here, and we're trying to out-recruit you. And then that sends a signal to that kid that, that maybe if he's really wanting to play, he's going to need to go somewhere Matt, else. hang on. We've got to take a break. Drive Time Sports will continue. Wally Hall tells it like it is, Mondays on Morning Mayhem. And he's presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, Little Rock's favorite go-to lunch spot. CapitalSmokehouseandGrill.com. Nancy Holt is from Oaklawn Park, giving you my best bet of the day. Don't miss live thoroughbred racing this week at Oaklawn Park in Hot Springs. Come out March 30th for the last Thursday of live racing this season. Free parking, free programs, and dollar hot dogs. And don't miss out on the biggest party in Arkansas on Saturday, April 1st. All eyes will be on Oaklawn as we run four stakes, including the Grade 1 Arkansas Derby. The best three-year-olds in the country not only compete for a purse of one and a quarter million dollars, but a guaranteed spot on the starting gate for the Kentucky Derby. First post every day is 1230 with doors opening at 11, including Arkansas Derby Day. You can watch and wager on Oaklawn or any track with oaklawnanywhere.com or bet.oaklawn.com. New members can earn up to a $150 sign-up bonus by using promo code KABZ23. I'll see you in the winner's circle. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is orange chicken for only $7.49 per pound, paired with vegetable fried rice for just $4.99 per pound. Do you constantly get robocalls concerning your extended warranty on a vehicle you haven't owned in three years? Well, chances are some other dealer may even make money off of you by selling your information to a third party. Why do you mute MC Nexus Sam's right Club in North Little Rock? Doesn't do business that way. Keeping your information confidential is just one of our promises to you. You'll even get it in writing. Right now, Guadney Butte GMC is offering low 2.9% APR on 2022 GMC Sierra and no payments on new Buicks for three months. See Guadney Butte GMC in North Little Rock for great prices, selection, and service. Guadney Butte GMC is offering 4.15% on all Buick Encore models with approved credit, 2.9% on 2022 GMC Sierra equipped with Turbo Max engine for well-qualified buyers, 4.15% on GMC Terrain for well-qualified buyers. No payments. No payments on new Buicks for three months. 
Ambulance. Guanyu Butte GMC next to Sam's in North Luteron. GMC, we are professional grade. Former Razorback baseball player Tyler Spoon on Out of Bounds presented by First Horizon Bank. With First Horizon Bank grant programs, you may qualify for up to $12,000 in discounts on your next mortgage loan. First Horizon is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Turkey season is here, and at Fort Thompson's, they have all the gear from Sitka, Old Tom, Branded, Woodhaven, Houndstooth Calls, AVNX, and Higdon Decoys, and tons of TSS and Long Beer Turkey Loads. Get ready for the season at Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. <coughs> Live from the Eat My Catfish Studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. If your business isn't banking with First Security Bank, you need to give them a look. Their business banking product is packed with valuable benefits, such as free online banking with free bill pay, business check line, business visa, business debit card, Direct Deposit Payroll Services, Safe Deposit Box, Retirement Services, Commercial Account Analysis. Just a few of the many benefits your business will enjoy with a business banking account at First Security. But it's more than just great products. At First Security, it's about providing a better relationship. They'll sit down with you over a cup of coffee just to learn more about your business needs. So give them a chance to earn your business. Bank better with a business checking account at First Security Bank. Because at First Security, their bottom line is making your business better. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined for our final time, boo-hoo, this year, until next fall, that is, with Coach Matt Zimmerman, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Are you amazed, Matt, sometimes, though, how fast time moves? It just seems like we started talking about Arkansas basketball back in November, and now here we are saying, well, Matt, we'll talk to you just a little bit later. Gosh, it just moves too fast. It just goes so fast. And, yeah, November, it seemed like we were in Maui. I remember talking to you all when I was – you know, doing the games in the gym in Maui. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we were still playing football at that time. Race Rice getting ready to play Ole Miss and football and Fayetteville. And you look up, the season's over. So, in some ways, it's fast. In some ways, it's slow. And, you know, this was, a, this was kind of a tougher team to figure out. It was a little bit complex team. And at times, you look like world beaters. And at times, we struggled a lot, you know. So, it was just one of those seasons. That, I think our fans, our coaches, our players, Everyone the whole year was trying to figure this team out. Got to figure, though, in a year that was disappointing in a lot of ways, they won two NCAA games. When when you get to the Sweet 16, it's pretty hard to say that was a down year. You are so right. It is uh, incredible to, to be in the Sweet 16 third straight time. It's hard to get that far and be the number one seed. You know, and... That's obviously something that is – that's a big deal. And I think this team saved itself by making that Sweet 16. Now, you, you also kind of take a step back. You look at FAU and you look at some of these folks, you're like, we could be there. But we're not the only school thinking that. There's a there's 40 other schools saying, you know what? We beat one of those teams. We could be in the Sweet 16 or in the, in the Final Four. But you're right, Rick. I think it's a big deal to get to the Sweet 16. Um the NCAA tournament is the number one thing. And then after that, it's the conference. And then after that, it's probably the conference tournament. And so all that. But the number one thing is the NCAA tournament. And when you stand back and you made it to the Sweet 16 again, that's pretty good. Well, and the, and the strength of schedules, what got them there, 8 and 10 and finishing 10th in the SEC, normally that doesn't get you in the NCAA. It's, that was really surprising to me. And all those numbers, it's just it's really confusing sometimes. There's been many, many SEC teams that were 9-9, nine 8-10. Nine, they didn't get in. They weren't even on the bubble. 
And this was an eight and ten team that was never on the bubble. They were always safely in. And then you get an eight seed. That's high. And uh, when you had, you know, we had thirteen losses on Selection Sunday. And so we, I thought we were pretty fortunate with the numbers, how the numbers panned out. And it, it was just, it, it's really unique with this, uh, with the analytics now of the net. And the net is different because the RPI was about who you beat and then your opponents and who they played and who they beat. And that is still part of the net. But now the net is so much about offensive and defensive efficiencies. When it matters how much you beat somebody, well, obviously you want to, you want to play pretty good low majors and mid-majors that you're buying, then you want to pound them. You want to beat them bad, and, and that helps you. Like, we beat San Jose State. San Jose State had not been good in three or four years. They had a pretty good season, and we beat them by almost 40. And so that was a win that helped us. And what was crazy about how this net is, blow, blowing out of just an average San Jose State team that has a good run in the Mountain West helps you more than – you know, I mean, it means more than, like, losing at LSU or, you know, getting beat by, you know, somebody towards the bottom of your league. And so the numbers really helped us this season, for sure. This was an article, Matt, in um, Saturday Down South. And headline, Why Eric Musselman Only Widened His Gap as the SEC's Top Basketball Coach in 2023. Yeah, And he goes on in the story to lay out a few claims that uh, very few uh, coaches can uh, put beside their name for the third consecutive year. Coach Musk led his team to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. The only coaches who can make that claim nationally were Eric Musselman of Arkansas, Kelvin Sampson of Houston, Mark Few of Gonzaga, and Mick Cronin of UCLA. Now, that list didn't even include Bill Self, because we know what happened this past year. And uh, you, I could go on with some more accolades in here, but it is really amazing when you look back over the last three, and then if you throw in a couple of years there for Nevada into the mix, Eric Musselman, once he reaches, his teams reach the NCAA tournament, they are a threat to be reckoned with. Yeah, for sure. And he had shown that the previous two years, and then this year, even through the rocky season, and finishing tenth out of fourteen teams to do what he did in Des Moines, what these guys did, what these players did in Des Moines, it, it saved the season, and it put him on that list that you just read, which is which is really impressive, and the fact that. Every time we get to this point in the season, no matter what, and it's helped him because no matter what happens, when we, when, you know, I always think that one reason we struggle in January is because we don't ever play any non-conference road games. So we always lose our first league or one or two games on the road in the season. I think this year we went three and six or something on the road. And, but no one really worries about any of that, which is a good thing because they're like, he's going to get it right. He's going to get it fixed. And in the NCAA tournament, we're going to shine. And when you have that, and you have your fan base doing that, it, it's it's really good for the coaches and for the players because the fans never let go of the rope. They never believe you're out of it. And they're not complaining as much because they're like, he's going to get it right because he's got it right. You know, the other two years going final eight. You know, now you also, the more you win, the more your fans will start clamoring for final fours and, yeah. and national championships. And right. uh, we've done that. Middle school's been to six. Uh, Rick, Rick's been at four of them, three or four, mm-hmm. four of them, yeah, you know, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and when you have that, there are those expectations. And in the fact, we hadn't won the league or won the league tournament since Coach Christian got fired. At some point, let's, let's win some of those too, you know, but obviously the NCAA tournament's what matters. He's done a tremendous job these three seasons. It's so fun in March. And I think no matter what happens, November through February, our fans just feel like we're going to be there. Coach is going to have us there. He's going to get us there. The staff's going to get us there. That's that's fun. That makes it fun, and, and you always got that hope. Well, despite what happened against Connecticut, which is a very good team, the win over Kansas will long be remembered as hey, you beat two years in a row. You beat a number one seed in the tournament, and Kansas was really good. That was a really terrific yeah. win. You are so right. It was a very good team, and and it was a team that it was the defending national champs, and they lost. 
don't think they lost six in their top nine or whatever, but they had some, I mean, Jalen Wilson's a great player. The Harris kid is a good player. Grady Dick's going to, he should come back. He'll, he'll be a great college player if he come, returns. And, you know, they, and it's, and it's Kansas. I mean, it's a team that's won national championships like our Arkansas has. And so to beat them and to beat the defending national champ, you're right. We're going to remember that in 15, 20, 25 years. So that's a positive thing. And, um, it's really going to be interesting the rest of this spring how all this shakes out as we prepare for the next one. All right, Matt, let's talk about the potential three transfers that is expected to join this squad. I think Arkansas has got to go find shooters, and shooters who obviously can contribute in the entire game and not just shooting the basketball. We've found out. I think Jalen Graham's a pretty good shooter, but he's got some defensive question marks. What do you expect, or what what holes are you looking for Coach Musselman to fill? I think that's the number one thing. Uh, he, he was not satisfied, as he shouldn't have been, with, with how we shot the basketball. And what's crazy is we shot it better down the stretch. We ended up pulling ahead of last year's team. They shot a little over 30% from the three for all games total. This team shot 31.5%. So we actually beat last year's Final 18, and it, it was – you know, finished fourth in the league and all that stuff. But this, but that last year's team shot 76% of the foul line and shot a ton of free throws. Guys, this year we only shot two more free throws than our opponent. Mm-hmm. We only, I'm sorry, we only made two more free throws than our opponent, and we shot 69.8%. Last year, J.D., Aldis, Jalen Williams, those guys shot 76%. That was one of the best in the country. So shooting, shooting, and be able to make foul shots, that, that's important for the kind of offense he runs. And we, I think that's the thing he's looking for right now the most. He'll take a great big man who's big, long, and athletic. He'll take that. And it'd be great if that kid could shoot like a Trevin Brazil can. Yeah. But if it's not, he will take a big man that can't shoot it as good because he's probably going to take one more big. But he is 100% looking for guys that can shoot. And I think the third thing he's really looking at will be an attacking, aggressive, like a true point guard, a facilitating point guard. And that point guard might be 6'2", he might be 6'6". But I think he's going to be looking for that type of point guard, and he probably won't take that point guard unless that point guard can really shoot the basketball. And so I think those are the things that he's going to be looking at, the shooter number one and, and maybe a big man, a big athletic big man, number two, and then a, and some sort of facilitating, attacking lead guard. Well, that where do you, where do you see Bay Fall fitting in? I, I would say he's certainly a big man. Yeah, you know, he's, he's approaching seven foot. He's super long. Um, he will probably, he's a McDonald's All-American, so you think you're going to come in here and be a star. You think it's going to be Todd Day coming on, or, you know, Moses <laughs> Moody. But, but it's not always that way. He probably is going to have some really good games, especially in the non-conference, where he'll just physically, athletically outmatched guys. But baseball will have some battles in the league. And so he'll have to you know, get stronger and get a little bit more, uh, you know, just to just improve his game as he gets here. I do think he'll be in the rotation. I think he'll play. We've not signed a McDonald's All-American yet that didn't play and get in the rotation. So he's going to be one of those seven or eight guys that's going to be playing. Um, but if the Mitchells are back, if you, know, if you sign another big kid, Trevin Brazil's back, he's going to be fighting for minutes. And so uh, I would see him more as like in a Jordan Walsh. Maybe at times not playing as much as he wants, but as he continues to grow his game by February, March, he's rolling pretty good. That's a that's a good signee. That's a that's a talented player. Needs to get in the weight room. Six ten two five. That's that's number one. <laughs> get him in that weight room. <laughs> that in the uh, nutrition center. Don't let him out of there. All right, hang on, Matt. One more segment. That is Matt Zimmerman. Thanks again to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. They're sprinkled all over Arkansas. Drop Time Sports will continue. Morning Mayhem Friday, broadcasting live from Fletcher, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Sherwood on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. With a schedule like mine, I don't always have time to run into a store for things I need. Greenway makes it easy to order equipment, parts, John Deere apparel, and even toys for my kids. 
and I have 24-7 access to Greenway's dealership right at my fingertips. That's why I shop online at GoGreenway.com. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store right here in Sherwood. Well, you know everybody's talking about high prices on automobiles, but I've got some great news. We have huge discounts on our most popular models. How about this? $10,000 off on Ram Bighorn Crew Cab 4x2s. And we have a beautiful lifted Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 that's also discounted $10,000. We've got a huge selection of Jeep Gladiators for $6,000 off. You'll save up to $6,000 on the brand new Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 at Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood. Folks, that's the hottest selling model. I hope you get this message. We have a huge inventory of new units and we have our famous green tag prices clearly marked on the windshield the green tag is the lowest price no tricks no gimmicks everyone gets the green tag price you know we have three dodge chrysler jeep ram stores so we have a big selection come see us at fletcher dodge on warden road or you can shop us online at fletcherdeals.com for more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters. Use the folks that I've used for over a decade now to get all of your painting needs met. Inside or outside, it makes no difference. It is the place to get the job done the right way at home, at work. It is all about Serta Pro. If you want somebody who's going to pay great attention to detail, help you through the process of picking colors, which is exactly what I needed, and will only leave behind a beautiful coat of paint, then you need to go to Serta Pro. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. You can schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumelle is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumelle at their huge new showroom on Maumelle Boulevard just off 430. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. We'll be rejoined in a moment again by Matt Zimmerman, thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. But I want to talk to you about my friends at Double B's and why it is important to shop there on a daily basis. We're always talking about the monthly specials. This is the March month of specials. They've got some March Madness deals you need to take advantage of. I'm always telling you, be sure to talk to your Double B's cashiers about signing up for a rewards card where you can save money on purchases at all the stores. But as we, I kind of think of Fridays as my getaway day. So it may be the time to head over to Rosebud and go by the Double B's location there. That hot plate lunch is calling my name. Now, if you're hungry for a burger, you're not going to find one much better than what you'll find at the Rosebud Double B's. And don't forget about those homemade pies. So, I mean, what a kind of um, um, challenge do you need to go to get a hot plate lunch or a great burger and fries and all the other stuff than what you can find at the Rosebud Double B's and all the monthly specials you'll find there as well. There are 32 different locations around our great state. That's Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go make it Double B's. Again, Rick Schaefer joins me, along with Matt Zimmerman. Coach Z, again, brought to you by the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Matt, I, I know that Devo Davis is a young man that I know all of us would love to see uh, to come back one more time. Saying that, 
as he looks at his options, what do you believe are the options out there for Devo Davis outside of the University of Arkansas? He's got some for sure. You know, he's, he's had three good years. Um, for him, his options would be if he if he did decide to try it, you know, wait and see if he gets drafted in the second round. If he doesn't, then he, he would sign somewhere as a free agent. Someone would bring him in, get to camp. Well, first of all, get to a summer league, and then try to prove himself in the summer league. And then after the summer league, try to get to someone's training camp, try to make a team. It's different than it was for you know for forty years. An NBA roster was twelve. Well, now an NBA roster is eighteen, and so you can you can you can you got a little better chance. And so. You know, he could do that. He would he would do so well overseas. But, you know, overseas is complex. We've sent players over there that you think are going to have a 15-year overseas career, and they're back in a month, and they never want to go back. And then you send some guys over there, and you're like, he's going to be back in two weeks, and he's still over there playing. Time Ed's still over there playing. You know, and they just stay and stay and stay, and they like it, and they make a really good living for themselves. So he'll have some options. His dream will be to play in the NBA. He's a good player. So, you know, he'll he'll have to, uh, to to get in and fight for that and see if he can make a team. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. Of course, we all think he'll be back, and I would be shocked if he's not. But he's got options. He's going to play basketball when he leaves Arkansas. Whenever his last game is, whether it's next season or even the season after that, he's going to get a five full years here yep. if he wants it. Got two years then, left, right. Yeah, he's got two years left. It's like KJ. I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of years <laughs> left. And so, you know... Um, he will play again after he after he finishes at Arkansas. I'm just going over the rest of the roster to see if we've missed anybody. I know we've talked about Anthony Black, Ricky Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we well. When you were going through that a few moments ago about Bayfall, my first thought was I didn't hear you mention Jalen Graham. Where does Jalen Graham did fit into that puzzle? Well, Jalen's kind of like we were talking about before with the Mitchells. They're all kind of riding in the same boat right now because uh, they've used their transfer year. And, um, you know, there's not been said that they're about to graduate. And so if Jalen would graduate, he'd go wherever he wants that that will take him. And if he hasn't, then he'll have to, you know, he's going to be back at Arkansas playing for us, or he's going to, uh, you know, he'll have to work that out with the staff. And sometimes those things miraculously work out, you know. And um, really, if you don't have the transfer, this is not to do with Jalen. This is any player. Oftentimes, uh, if if a kid does want to leave and the school, whether they want him back or not, but they know he wants to leave, but he's not graduating and he's already left, already used his transfer, then you can help him with the NCAA. Um, I would never be untruthful to the NCAA. I wouldn't say, hey, we're booting him off because that's, that's one way you can usually get eligible is saying, hey, we, we didn't want to bring him back mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. And then if the, if the school's not welcoming him back, then the NCAA will say, will say, hey, they weren't welcoming you back. You had nowhere else to go. So we're going to let you be eligible wherever you decide to go. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, I mean, I would never just fake up, hey, we don't. Wait, if you do want him back, you want him back. So a lot of that has to be worked out in those meetings with coaching staff. So that's, that's not just in Fayetteville, Arkansas, that's that's all over the country, those kind of decisions. But, you know, the Mitchells and Jalen, they've used their free transfer. And so, I mean, so has Ricky, you know. And so they're either going to be back or they got to go through steps with the NCAA to be eligible somewhere else. And they don't have yeah. to take any of those steps if they graduate. Okay, so it's a very unorthodox Final Four. You saw Connecticut in person. Are they the overwhelming favorites, or could you even say there is a favorite with this bunch? <laughs> well, it sure is interesting. Gosh, I mean, you just couldn't predict this Final Four. And there's been some crazy Final Fours before, but this is definitely an unusual one. With, I mean, there's no blue blood. There's not even, you know, it's just a very interesting one for sure. Connecticut's definitely the favorite, and then probably Miami. Would I be shocked if Miami beat UConn? No, I wouldn't. Michael, Miami's good. You know, they, they, they did well in their league. They got some tough kids. They don't have as much depth as UConn, but they got some good players. And uh, their guards are really good. So, but, man, that Jordan Hawkins. Uh, T.J. Cleveland told me Jordan Hawkins would remind him, remind me of Ray Allen. And I kind of, I was like, no way. 
He did. He looked like Ray Allen out there, man. He could shoot that ball, and he got a beautiful touch, and he gets it off quick. And they're good. UConn's very good. I would think that winner would would win it. Um, San Diego State should beat FAU, but FAU's got tough, hard-nosed kids. Not one dollar. Dusty Mason they didn't have any NIL money. None. That says something, doesn't it? And yes. uh, older kids, tough kids from the Conference USA. And Conference USA had a phenomenal run. They got North Texas and UAB in the championship of the NIT. And then you got uh, a team in the Final Four out of the same league. Really interesting. And by the way, I would think Grant McCaslin, who's done a really good job, longtime assistant at Baylor, has done well at North Texas. He's done, he will probably looks like he's going to be the next coach at Texas Tech. Hmm. All right, Matt, we've got a question for you real quick from JW. JW, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Coach Z. I do. So listening to you about Devo and having to go off and prove himself, and listening to Nick Smith Jr. going in the first round, either from 6 to 16, is, is, is baffling to me because I'm gonna, I want to ask you this. Nick Smith Jr. is going off potential that he didn't produce at Arkansas. And, and that's either with the injury. I'm not talking about talking down to him. I'm talking about facts and stats here. Evo Davis plays his butt off, has a heart to play basketball, has proved it, proved that he can be a leader, and he has to go and prove something at some camp. And then you have Nick Smith Jr. that hasn't done anything but done something in high school and didn't really show up when he was needed during the game because I looked up his stats. He was like 14 of 58 of, of shots, and that's a first-rounder. So help me understand why the NBA looks at these guys and they, they're, they're not producing. If I was a businessman pumping millions of dollars into something, I want something that is proven. Can you help me understand that? <laughs> no. Thank you, J.W. <laughs> that's, that's a great – that's just NBA potential. And uh, that is it is. There's been so many great college players that just didn't get a, didn't get a chance in the NBA or would get a chance. I mean, look at Scotty Thurman. Scotty Thurman playing on the court at Arkansas was top five greatest Razorback, and he, he never played a game in the NBA, not one. You know, Dusty Annis played four or five, six games in the NBA. He didn't have near the career that Scotty Thurman had. And that's nothing against Dusty. Dusty's a great player, one of my favorites. But the NBA is different, and and they do look at potential. And, you know, potential means they haven't done it yet, right? And so that's what they're looking at. It's a very complex game in the NBA. It sure is. Matt, it has been a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to next basketball season. Enjoy your summer. We look forward to talking with you later on. Thank you, Matt. All right, guys. Thanks. Enjoyed it. That is Matt Zimmerman. Thanks to the DHR group of Sonic Driving. Coming up next, Trey Biddy of hogsports.com. Stay tuned. Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. You've heard me talking about Casasa free checking accounts in the past. Well, I want to remind you that your money can make you money. You can earn a great interest rate with free checking account and earn up to 3% APY each month and never pay a foreign ATM fee again. Details are online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Alcoa